BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it. Throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting of All right, Brad, we made it through our first episode and you came back, so I didn't scare you away. <laughs> no, I, you know, I had a little goof there at the end. I wanted to, I wanted to fix that where I said, Will Clark, uh, you know, hit the leadoff home run off of uh, Nolan Ryan in 1987. Well, that was 1986 and we did look into that and he batted what now? He batted leadoff in 87. Yeah, in 87, start the season, right. he batted leadoff. 1986, he batted second and uh, hit the bomb off of Nolan Ryan. So, you know, we're also working people. We're tired. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, you know, this this is only a podcast. It only lasts out there forever. You can only download right. it until it's not out there anymore. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, at the same time, you're talking about, you know, 30... 34 years ago or something when, oh, when yeah. you know when we're youngsters so oh, pretty yeah. it, it, to be only one year off is not, it's not that's that not bad, bad. That's no bad. not at all <laughs> all right so so we're recording this just as the giants finish their three gamer with the rangers they did not sweep the game today was actually pretty exciting until it wasn't <laughs> but but you know they did win those other two games against the rangers so they come out of this uh tied again at, at 500 for for their overall record but what was your thoughts on uh, on the on the series against the Rangers? Some, they played some pretty darn good baseball. Well, after coming off of that Padres series, I was <clears throat> I was optimistic going up against Texas because you, you know Texas isn't, isn't a powerhouse; they're a little bit of a rebuild, also. Um, so I was very optimistic after the first game. I thought, "Oh, here we go. We can sweep these guys, no problem." Um, and then the walk bug, yeah, hit, hit today. And unfortunately, as we record this on Sunday. Um, you know, Smarja with another little bit of a rough outing to start, uh, settled in really well. Uh, but then the bullpen comes in. Um, Andrew Triggs comes in, uh, newly minted with the club. His first action with the Giants, three walks. The former Oakland A, they give they 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 come back, and, and it was actually a pretty cool little comeback there because uh, Longoria hits a bomb like that thing just. Oh yeah. This is a bomb. I got, I look. I was like, I didn't even know it can hit it that far anymore. Um, 
and and then uh, and then uh, Trump, our our buddy Chadwick, yes, hits a two run bomb, and they tie the game because they were down early. When you know, I I missed a, a lot of the Rangers. Uh, fireworks, but when I came in, it was already five two, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the rest of this game, and then you know that the, the fireworks from then, you know, two jacks, and and then uh, Dickerson just misses a home run in the same inning, and so you're thinking like, all right, this is this is you know this is time, like well, let's do this, and then another another comeback, and then the next inning just like cannot find the plate, Triggs who got who got the last uh, out in the, in the previous inning, and then he you know he just walks three guys and and they were kind of done for and then Tyler Anderson comes in and Gallo hits a bomb off of him to to push the score up there and then you know they they Giants offensively didn't really do anything after that no and you you know what the other thing with this podcast too we're here to bring you the very important things about this club and all the Giants clubs of the past Andrew Triggs nickname is trigonometry <laughs> just in case you might need that at some point i love it i love it uh okay so uh we're gonna we're gonna dig in more into uh into what this week was but before so before we do that last last show we started a little bit about you know what what is the what is the drink of the night you know tonight <clears throat> i've got a little barbecue going I'm going to light the coals here when, as soon as we're done, get some, um, some pork chops on. So I had to be, you know, you got to be a little sharp for that. So yeah. I thought I'm going to grab myself, uh, you know, I'm kind of into the lower calorie, lower alcohol IPAs right now. And then as that game ended, I thought, nope, that's out the window. <laughs> so I went ahead and grabbed myself a stone brewing company, enter night Pilsner, um, it's a 5.7%, but it's a 16-ounce can, so I'm going to sip on that for a little bit. So because you are the the dad, the husband, the barbecuer, what is like the, you know, especially for, for dinner time, like you said, you want to be pretty responsible yeah. with your with your intake as, you, as you're out and about with the, with the coals and such. I don't want to light anything on fire that shouldn't be lit on fire. Right, exactly. You don't want to burn anything. But, uh, you know, what, what is the go-to when you are barbecuing? Because, you know, barbecue is not necessarily, uh, it, it could be a short thing if you just have a couple things, but you're, you know, you're, you're making dinner for the family. So you're going to be out there for a little while and, you know, listening to music or whatever, family in the backyard. But, you know, what, what is, is it generally like a, a beer? You're, you're, you're mostly going to drink a refreshing beer while you're out there in the heat? You know, in Reno, it's in the 90s pretty much every day during the summer. So, yes, when I fire up the barbecue, I like to hit the briquettes, um, the charcoal grill. So that takes a good, you know, 45 minutes to an hour to get going. Uh, so I do I do like to hit the nice, cool Pilsner IPA. I don't like to hit heavy fast. I try to go lighter early and then kind of ease into the heavier stuff. And maybe by the time the barbecue hits the table, I'll pour myself a bourbon with the with the food. Nice. So for me, my drink is actually pretty interesting tonight, and I'll give a little story as to why. You know, with the pandemic and with everybody, uh, you know, watching Netflix and just trying to find interesting things, I'm sure there's been a lot of new discovery for TV shows uh, the last, you know, several months. So we've been watching this show. It's called The Kaminsky Method. Oh, it's, yes. it, it stars Michael Douglas uh, as an acting teacher acting coach and uh he's a like he's a former actor who and and alan arkin plays uh plays his agent who 
his wife dies really early on, and, and so it's 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 for you know it's the 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 cast is older like these people are are much older than your you know than a lot of what you see on TV which is you know 20 and 30 year old fresh handsome faces but what's fun about this show is the wit with uh, with the actors cuz these you know Michael Douglas has been acting for a long time um and so uh he has a drink in the show they uh they, they ask him you know what do you want to drink and he orders a. I, I'm not exactly sure the uh, the whiskey that he orders or the bourbon that he orders, but instead of like a Jack and Diet, he orders a Dr Pepper and Jack or whatever the whiskey is, right? And so uh, I've actually done that before. Huh. And if you like the, you know, Dr Pepper for some people, they're like, oh, it's just like a mix of. 20 different flavors. That's one of my favorite drinks, though. But right, okay. for me, too, is and, and the Diet Dr. Pepper is very close in flavor to a normal Dr. Pepper. Like, they do a really good job with the diet. So I was at the grocery store, and I was like, oh, Diet Dr. Pepper, just like Sandy Kaminsky from the Kaminsky Method. <laughs> and so uh, I had a little bit of uh, Jefferson's Small Batch, which I oh. bought from uh, Total Wines. And you, you know, put I, that in with the... I, I put it in with the bourbon. Wow, you're bold. And uh, it is a very flavorful. See, see, the the the, the risk though is is when you get something like Diet Dr Pepper, which is very flavorful, yeah. you sometimes forget that there's actually alcohol in it. Yes, <laughs> and you drink it a little <laughs> too fast, and all of a sudden, ten minutes later, you're kind of feeling really good. So I I got to be careful because we are doing a show here. That's what I meant by being bold because <laughs> you, you, you can drop some bourbon, some whiskey in there, and uh, like you said, not even know. Hey, I forgot. I, I just had two of these. Yeah, it literally just tastes like Diet Dr. Pepper with a little hint of, of bourbon. So I got to be careful. Uh. <laughs> All right. So uh, so our third show, or technically second show, if you uh, don't count the trailer. Yeah. But we have a kind of a fun little contest that we're going to do early, uh, starting next week. Actually, we'll, we'll figure out the contest. But we're, we're pairing a contest with a fun thing that we're doing with, with out of the park baseball now you being your savvy radio veteran self you reached out to the developer of the dang game and said hey you know we have a new podcast and and we're kind of you know we're, we dig your game as well and you know if there's something we could do together and they were so generous that they donated a couple of uh steam codes for the new game and so we're going to put something together where, where we do a contest, you know, where people will we'll figure that out. My guess is it'll be something related to our Facebook group or our Twitter page and uh, and and, and uh, some sort of, you know, ad- admission of, uh, of, how, of how you join. But the other thing related to this is that we looked at uh, the best Giants teams of all time. And I think we got to about like there's like a there's about 12 that are like easy easy best teams of all time you have world series winners you have uh world series participants you have division winners and then we got to about the last four or five and we had to figure out you know of of these teams that were maybe runner up to the dodgers which you know in the 60s that constantly that was all the time and and so and then the the last two teams we got to about 14 and then the last two teams in this tournament we did a poll on Facebook we did a poll on Twitter so we have all the 16 teams the best 16 teams 
of all time to throw in this tournament. And you are going to play those tournament games, uh, best of seven series. And we will eventually get to a greatest Giants team of all time, thanks to Out of the Park Baseball. Out of, and if you're not familiar with Out of the Park Baseball, go check it out as soon as you're done with this, uh, listening to this episode. <clears throat> go check them out. Give them a, give them a, a, a chance. Uh, I don't know if there's any demos out there, if you could download a demo and try them out or not. I know they uh, got a great YouTube channel, so they have tons oh, of yeah. stuff on YouTube that, you know, if you don't know anything about it, it, it is a computer sim, uh, so it's not like it's on your PlayStation 4 or your Xbox. No, it's not, you know, it's not a graphically intensive game. That's not what it's about. If you have any experience in the past with um, Stratomatic Baseball, let's say, um, oh, you yeah. know, the old Stratomatic Baseball that was not on the computer, it was actually kind of a board game. Um, and it was a role and play. Uh, a lot of lot of sim based on that Um also, Earl Weaver Baseball, which was on the PC. Tony LaRusa Baseball, which was another another one that was very uh, sim-based. Those games, but, you know, start if you've got time, because uh, like Garrett can attest to as well, it is highly addictive. Oh, my God. If you like baseball, if you like stats, if you like anything having to do with the history of baseball, as soon as you get into this, as soon as you delve in, you can just kiss all of your other free time <laughs> goodbye. That, that's pretty much it. I have to take breaks from it. I haven't played it. I've got a season going myself right now. Garrett's got one going. Oh, yeah. I had to take a break for it. He's texting me. My team is doing this. My team. Don't, <laughs> don't draw me back in right now. <laughs> I got other stuff to do. I don't want to I don't want to get hooked again. <laughs> So the so the great thing about this game, and, and Brad's the one who turned turned me on to it, anyways, which is you can dive in basically any season in the history of baseball that you want. So for me, I always dive back into like 1987 Giants, 1986 Giants, or the one that I'm currently playing. I started in '93, and I think we're currently in the '95 season. So basically, you dive in, and you have all the current rosters. Um, and as you play, it's almost like you, you go right back into 93. So the, 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 the players in the draft in the 90, in the 94 draft are going to be the same players that are in, that were in the 94 draft, but it's all based on what happens during your season. Like it's not based on what actually happened. The, the, the results in the games and stuff aren't going to mirror what actually happened. It's almost like, let's, let's run this season again. <laughs> You're rewriting history. Right. So and, and I've seen, you know, if, if you're part of the uh, the out of the park baseball Reddit uh, subreddit, they like guys have That's like started place to be guys have started at the beginning of baseball history and rewritten the entire history of baseball. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, poor Willie Mays, you know, he made it to the Giants. But yeah, he, he was only, you know, hitting 260 and he ended up with about 150 home runs. But, you know, this guy who got drafted in the 47th round. Uh, you know, all of a sudden was one of the Hall of Famers. So it's kind of cool to see that stuff. But, you know, you can do anything with it. And, and oh, there's a million settings in this game, too. So <clears throat> if you want to tweak your ballpark as well, if you want to make it so that you're playing at uh, Oracle Park, but you want to make it so the humidity's higher and uh, or lower and the ball flies out of the park a little bit easier, you can go in and tweak those settings per ballpark. I mean, even down to that stuff, you can set prices for tickets. You can do, you can be an owner, uh, owner slash GM. You could be a GM. You could be just a manager. Um, you can be a manager and start in single A ball. 
and see what you do and go from there. And and the other thing, and and we'll get off of this, and, and we'll kind of talk about this a little bit more. The tournament, you know, in of itself. But I, you know, you think you're a smart baseball fan, and you're like, ah, oh, you know, this managing stuff can't be that hard. There have been so many times where I don't have a healthy bullpen arm, and I'm about to go into like the 13th inning, and I go, what the hell? How did Bochi do this? Like, how did he master this? And all of a sudden, I burnt through so many guys, and I'm gonna have to throw. You know, my my starter who's on his third day of rest, if I don't get, you know, if it goes any further, like it's really hard. I like I like and then I'll run out of bench guys. And I'm like, oh, my God, Rod Beck is going to have to hit here because I ran out of bench guys. I like to be a manager and then scream at the general manager for not giving me a left handed bat off the bench. Oh, yeah. For for the first 40 games of the season. (laughs) You know, so. So, yeah. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that. We will kick the series off i don't know if brad if you've decided if you're going to start with the 116 matchup or not uh but we'll we'll kick that up but i guess let's just read off what what the matchups are going to be for the tournament yeah let's do it so we came up with the seating one through 15 or one through 14 voted for um 15 and 16 so the the one in 16 matchup is going to be the number one seed. And and again, not scientific. We started with as far as these teams went in the season. And then we used a tiebreaker as their um, overall record, most wins. So the first matchup is going to be the 2012 World Series champions against the 2001 90-win team. That one snuck in there with the number 16 seed as voted on. Uh, kind of it, that That's a fan favorite team, the 2001 90-wins. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was Bond's huge, monstrous year. Um, I was rooting for 82 because that yes. is like the one of the quirkier Giants teams that was actually pretty good. And one of the and one of the first teams that you and I actually remember. So that kind of holds a place in our hearts too as kids of that era that hey, this is these are our guys, man. We need some we need some Chili Davis in there. We need some uh, Daryl Evans. We need these guys. Uh, up. Well, imagine me, you know, I'm um so I'm like 6 in 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 82. And I, I really started getting into the team 83, 84, like I've got 84 media guide. And I just assumed that Joe Morgan was like a Giants player yeah. for like his entire career. I was like, oh, Joe Morgan. And then I read back in the history. I'm like, oh, OK. Like we got him like really at the tail end of his career. Yeah. With the sideburns. And, and he had this like Hall of Fame career with, uh, you know, with the the the, uh, the previous Houston team, the Colt 45s and then right. and then the Reds. Well, and you remember how long Daryl Evans played. Right. He was 35 he was, in the 1982 season. Well, he was hitting bombs for the, the Tigers in his 40s. Yeah. yeah. 1987 in those playoffs. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, that that So, yeah. So 2001, which is the uh, the pre World Series team. That's the right. team that right before 2002 World Series. And then, you know, 2012, that was the out of the World Series teams. That was the team that uh, had the highest win total and also the team that skated you know, by the skin of their teeth in, in both playoff rounds to actually get to the World Series. Right. And, and you know, with the most wins of the 10, 12, and 14 teams, they pulled off the number one seed. So then the, do you want me to continue yeah, going keep through going. the matchups? Keep right, going. So I'm just going to go in order here. So the two against 15, the two seed is the 2010 World Series champions, which for all of us, that's always number one. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. That's number one. But that 2012 team 
was a little bit stronger, uh, swept the Tigers, just blasted through that. So, you know, they got the number one seed. So number two is 2010 World Series champs against the number 15 seed, the 2004-91 win team. I cannot wait for Lincecum versus Bonds. Like, <laughs> like that's the matchup that I, when you run that thing, I'm going to yes. be so excited for that. And you're going to get that in 2012, 2001. You're not going to get vintage Lincecum, but you're still going to get Timmy against him. So yeah. Yeah. You'll get Kane. You'll get yeah. a vintage Kane against Barry Bonds in that one. And vintage Barry Zito. Rally <laughs> yes. Zito. Rally Zito. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then uh, the number three seed, 2014 World Series champions against the number 14 seed, the 1966-93 win team. So so Bumgarner against Mays McCovey. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. We did get three teams from the 60s in here. Uh, that is one of them. So then the number four seed, we're going to have the 1962 World Series losers against the 1965-95 win team. So in that matchup right there, we're going to lose one of our 60s teams right now, right, unfortunately. Right. Um, the five seed, 2002 World Series losers, which still, uh, you know, tears us apart every time we think of it. <laughs> and then the 12 seed, 1993, 103 win team. And, and I know everybody's going to say they're, you know, how could you have them at the 12 seed? But come on, that's, they didn't get into the playoffs because of the quirkiness of the setup at the time. Year before um, the wild card. Year before the wild card, there's a very good chance this team could be the number one seed, no problem. Uh, but you know, hey, if they're as good of a team as they are on paper, uh, they should probably tear through these playoffs, no problem. Yeah, I, I'm interested in seeing how the Burkett and Swift uh, one-two combo works. I'm interested to see 93 Barry, who. You know, he was still skinny Barry at yeah. that point, <laughs> but still hitting bombs and you know, oh, still yeah. still in a lot of bases. And Steve he was a, still a gold glover at that point, too. And D. Lou. Don't forget about D. Lou. D. Lou. Matt, Matt Williams. Uh, Will oh. Clark. You know, Will Clark's last year with the Giants. Well, and, and the reason why that team won so many games, too, was mostly that offense. I mean, the pitching was good, right? But Burkett won 22 games and had a 3.65 ERA. Yeah, he started hot and then he kind of labored on as the year went went by. Yeah. From my memory, I, I haven't really looked that up in a, in a long time. Right, and then you got Swifty, Trevor, Trevor Wilson, Bud Black, so that'll be a good matchup. Um, number six against number eleven, the six seed, the nineteen eighty nine uh, World Series losers, um, and the eleven seed, the nineteen ninety seven NLDS losers. So you got Clark and Mitchell and Williams. Uh, in a matchup against uh, Barry and was, Kent was on the team by then. Kent so, was on the team. Yep. So it uh, was uh, was Burks. Who, I'm trying to think of who who the other who the other uh, big hitters were for that. Uh, let's take a quick look here. We've got JT Snow with 28 bombs that year. Kent 29. Bonds had 40. Uh, the great Glen Allen Hill. Oh, wow. Okay. Can't so I, I'm a little, him. I'm a little ahead of myself with that. A <laughs> little bit ahead. I believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Ellis Burks was a couple years later. Yeah. 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 No, but th I mean that, that was, so if, if you, 
if you are a uh, a Giants fan like us who were constantly getting our hearts broken, 97 was a little bit of like, uh, wait, can we, you know, can, yeah. can we do a little bit of something? And no, we couldn't. No. But yeah. That was the Osvaldo Fernandez year as well. If you remember. Oh my, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I do <laughs> <All right>. remember. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Seven and 10 seeds. The seven seed. 1971 NLCS losers. To lost to Pittsburgh Pirates. That's right. And then the 10 seed, the 2000 NLDS losers. That was a heartbreaker year as well. We've had many heartbreaker years. Yes. That that was uh, the that whole two like that early 2000s was just like how can how can you hurt the heart the the feelings of Giants fans? Like that was that was like the theme of all those teams. Then after 2003 they gave us a or 2004, I should say. They gave us a break for about six years. Yeah, they were just, just, not just very let us stew. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, the final matchup we've got is the uh, eight against nine, the eight seed. One of my favorite teams, and I'm sure a lot of people out there, one of my favorite teams of all time, the 1987 NLCS losers. We were what? Uh, a couple runs away from going to the World Series, pretty much. 3-2 three, three, headed to St. Louis, man. And couldn't score a darn run in St. Louis in two no. games. Uh, the number nine seed, their matchup, 2003 NLDS losers. Another one of those teams that, that just was, a, that was, was a stacked and bad. Giants team, yeah. That was such a good Giants team. Oh, yeah. Oh man, that I, I, that's 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 like a sneaky matchup right there because that is th- that '87 team. So, you know, th- there's a little bit of like, um, you know, they make that big trade in '87, so you get Kevin Mitchell, who's like playing third base at that time, I think. Um, but this is sort of like the '80s Giants, the tail end of of Hackman, the tail end of. Chili Davis, like they're, they're going to be gone in a couple years from that team. And it's like the evolution of 86, which is you get Clark, you get Thompson, you get Uribe, like Matt Williams is kind of hanging out there a little bit. Like he's kind of going up and down between, you know, between uh, AAA and, and the big club. So that was a really fun team, too. And, uh, you know, Dravecki, right? Like Dravecki has that that postseason and he beats John Tudor like that like I remember, okay so I'll, I'll tell you a quick story before you move on so game I think it's game two uh the Giants blow them out but um somehow I finagled my mom to let me stay home from school because it was a day game oh yep I had my um <clears throat> transistor radio in English class my freshman year of high school yep I remember that clearly. So I'm like, I don't know, I'm probably in like the sixth grade or the fifth grade. And I was able to, you know, I like my mom had to know, right? Like she knew that the baseball playoffs were happening and she had to know that I was like, Gonna, I don't know, fake sick. I don't even remember what I did, but <laughs> she I got, knew it was coming. She, but she just let me. So whatever it was, you know, I was able to stay home from school. I taped the game for my dad, and my dad had to pretend like he was mad at me for staying home from school. So, <laughs> though I, I was able to tape it for him, so he got to watch it when he now came was home that the Dravecki game that was right? Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think they they, they, dr- they drilled Tudor like they got him out of there pretty early. Yeah, five nothing, October seventh, nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, so yeah, fun. this is gonna be fun, and this is you know we talked about it in the first the first show. 
We're going to talk about this year's team. We're going to talk about the current stuff, but we're also going to go back to some of the stuff that that uh, you know that we loved when we were kids and kind of why we were, we're Giants fans today. Well, I mean, and that's pretty much it. that's the the essence of this podcast, I believe. And it's you know we're Giants fans. We like anything having to do with the Giants and baseball. Um, so yeah, I mean, th- there, I think there's a lot out there on this current team. Um, we're following them, of course. We're we're in every game. We're watching every game. We're we're in depth and reading all about them. But um, you know, we're going to cover a lot of just history of this team and former players and. We're gonna try and come up with some pretty weird interviews for you too. Yeah, that'll be if we can pull that stuff off, it'll be it'll get to be really fun. Okay, so just a quick uh, thing about the social media. So we got our Twitter account and our Instagram accounts out there. So at Thompson, the number two, and then Clark, uh, uh, both for Twitter and Instagram, and the this podcast. It's already out there on Apple. It's out there on Spotify. You just have to search for Thompson to Clark. And uh, I'll put, you know, we're going to put them out on other spots. Like those are kind of the big two, but there are other podcast networks. There's a Google podcast network. There's an iHeartRadio. There's a Stitcher. And I think Stitcher just got bought by somebody. So, you know, the podcast, uh, just the the medium in, in general is out there. You know, I do a podcast, uh, not this podcast, but a different podcast for Blue Wire Podcast Network. So, you know, there's there's tons of stuff out there. Like this this medium is growing quickly and, you know, it's kind of good to get out to get out there right now for this one for us because I think it's just people, you know, people need stuff to do and, you know, throwing on a podcast when you're out there barbecuing like like Brad or, you know, like today I was just cleaning up all day right. and I and was people are taking a lot of walks right now. Oh yeah. Oh, a yeah. lot of walks. Absolutely. So, yeah, so uh, it'll, the, we'll, we'll be in more places, but right now, Apple and Spotify, you can search us and, and find us. And in your RSS feeds, uh, you know, if you if you have a podcast app, like I use a podcast app called Downcast, and if you just do the plus and then you search for our feed, you can find it and you can get all the shows. Okay, so um, so let's get back to uh, to this week a little bit. The Giants made a trade today. Yeah, I saw that. Very exciting. So the Giants traded Billy Hamilton, who I think they had, you know, they thought he was going to be able to maybe be, uh, you know, a pinch runner and and someone who they could put out and and, and play defense. And, and I don't I don't know. Maybe they thought he was going to you know be able to spot start here and there. But he, I think we're not sure. But he was off uh he he was out, he wasn't playing because i you know we're assuming it was for covid-19 uh and and so he he kind of got a late start with the giants and they traded him and also i'm sure <clears throat> Yastrzemski playing so well yeah. sort of enabled this to happen and you know they 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 brought Duggar back up so he'll he'll be the backup outfielder in center field now but they traded Billy Hamilton for uh Mets prospect Jordan Humphreys and uh, I didn't know too much about Humphreys, but Humphrey, he's 24. He was the 14th ranked prospect by MLB Pipeline in the Mets organization. 18th round draft pick, but he missed all of 18 with uh, Tommy John. And then he pitched pretty well in the Arizona Fall League. And so, uh, yeah, so that so they're taking a shot with a guy who had some arm arm trouble, but, uh, you know, throws mid-90s, mid, mid, mid 90s, maybe tops out at about 94 
and a strike guy. So, you know, took a shot and it's not like uh, it's not like Billy Hamilton was was someone who they invested tons in. You know, he was just a guy no. that they picked up off the free agent wire. No, I think it was a fantastic Zaidi move. I mean, it's <clears throat> it's his signature move. You grab a guy and I thought Hamilton's um, uh, stock went up a little bit as soon as they announced the, uh, you know, the weird old extra innings rule of throwing somebody out at second base, I go, hey, we've got Hamilton. Which and, bit us in the rear end this week, yeah, by the way. Pretty much did. That brutal. <laughs> uh, Padres. Um, but anyways, I thought he, you know, I thought his stock rose a little bit. And maybe it did. And maybe the Mets see that. And they say, well, you know what? We want that. We're in a battle over here. We want a guy like that on our roster because Ioannis uh, Cespedes just decided today without telling anybody till midway through the Mets game that he was opting out for the rest of the season. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit. We'll, we'll kind of end the podcast with this because, I mean, I think most baseball fans are like, this is really fun. But in the back of their minds, they're just, you know, we're all wondering how how long are we going to be able to do this? Like, you know, there's going to be some point where we I think we kind of feel like that baseball is going to be taken away from us a little bit. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end of the show, because there's a lot of stuff that's going on when it comes to that. But uh, but yeah, you know, Hamilton, you know, you basically signed the guy. Uh, he's a vet. He's a speed guy. Like you said, this new extra innings rule. And then you get a maybe not as hot of a prospect as he he was probably before surgery but you know it's it's a it's a zady move where you take a shot at a guy with some upside and you basically give away something that is not as of much value to you as if this was someone who was like a prospect or no, something I, I, really the giants are stacked in the outfield when it comes down to it right now they're they're looking to try to get guys spots um you know you're probably going to see you know some of these guys, some of these outfielders get moved before the, the deadline, I'm sure, because uh, you're building for the future right now. And and that's kind of the key here. Yes, it's a 60-game dash. Um, now what, a 50-game uh, dash? 50-game dash. 50-game dash, as we speak. And uh, <clears throat> so, you know, you're still playing for this year, but you're also, you've got to build that farm system. You've got to build that roster for the coming seasons. And so... Um the uh, the other thing, and uh, this is something I was thinking about as I was watching games this week. The Giants have so many new faces, and I was like, you know, can we ask Farhan to? Yeah, I, I know, I know, we don't have names on the back of home jerseys, <laughs> but just for this one year, because I'm just like, okay, wait, wait, who's that? Like, you have, you literally have to go to the internet yeah. to to make sure that you know who's who's pitching, especially if you come into a game, you know, it's kind of already midway through. Like I, I texted you before this game started or not, not, not or before our yeah. podcast started. Yeah. I was like, okay, who's the guy that just walked everybody. And then you were like, I think it's this guy. You're like, Nope, it's this guy. Nope. nope. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to look at that one too, because Triggs, uh, as far as I know, I believe he just joined the team today. And that's because of Smiley going on the injured list because of the finger injury last night. Yeah, so, you know, anybody who knew Andrew Griggs, like, I applaud you. I bow at your ability to, yeah, because I'm, some of these guys, especially the relievers, you know, they got the, if you got a beard or you got long hair, I'm just like, okay, I'm lost. Like, cause, well, and we've got a lot of Tylers too, which is, yeah, exactly. Lot. I mean, we don't need any more Tylers. Okay, so let, let's talk about the current team and 10 games in. Who's the biggest surprise for you as far as guys who are just playing well? And, you know, 
contributing to like like we said a five and five start and i think after that the first two games of the dodgers series were like oh are we gonna win a game but you know they're not the best team in the league by far but they battle and they scrap and you know they got a bunch of underdogs and i i, I mean you can't you can't be disappointed in the start so far well i'm super excited for the great Chadwick Tromp. You can never go wrong with the name, and you can never go wrong with having a catcher surprise you. I mean, let's just go with the catcher tandem of Tromp and Heineman, because those two guys together, Tromp's hitting 250 now, Heineman's hitting 300, combined 32 at bats. I mean, that to get that production out of your catcher, when you lose a guy like Buster Posey for the year, uh, that is a huge shock and surprise, I think, uh, because that, that right there, everybody said, well, there's your weak spot. Catcher. Yeah. Yep. Um, Solano, of course, leads the major leagues right now at this moment with 13 RBIs. He's a guy last year who showed a lot. He showed some flash. He showed what he can do. Um, and then a lot of people wrote him off and said it was just kind of a, uh, just kind of a, you know, shocker type of season, got mm-hmm. some lucky hits, some drops, this and that. Uh, I don't get personally too deep into, you know, BABIP and all the other <laughs> fun stats that I, I don't uh, quite 100% understand. But that uh, that's one I know that they were really high on his... Um, on his off stats like those. And so when it came around to this season, that's one of those things. I think a lot of Giants fans were thinking, well, you know, he can hold down the spot at second base. Um, And then we've also got Mauricio Dubon who can move all over the field. He's, you know, a little bit of a disappointment so far this season. Um, But, you know, still again, early, he's got 22 at bats so far. Can can Uh, you explain your nickname for Mr. Dubon? Mauricio Dubon. If you've ever seen the movie, uh, Nacho Libre, he looks exactly like Esqueleton. <laughs> and, and so we've got, we've got a picture of that up on uh, our Instagram and Twitter, I believe, too, right? And our Facebook page. Um, go check it out because I showed my wife last night. She couldn't stop laughing. That's one of our favorite <laughs> movies. I mean, we watch it probably two, three times a year. With the- Oh, wow. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and I know. I, I, I saw it. You know, I, I remember taking my kids when they were younger at the, to the theaters, and then we had seen it on DVD. But I literally haven't seen that movie in like I don't know, gosh, how ten years or something. Oh man, no, we just watched it um, on Cinco de Mayo. As oh wow, fact, wow! Because you know, it's a traditional Cinco de Mayo movie. I, I just made that up. <laughs> okay, so for me, uh, yeah, Solano's been a great surprise. And if you have uh, Solano on your fantasy team, you're you're doing quite well in a position that you probably didn't think you were going to get, a, uh, you know, a couple of different stats like uh, RBI, like you said. But uh, not not that I was not that I thought Yastrzemski was going to uh, not play that well. I, I you you see that swing and you're like, okay, that that swing is a major league baseball swing. But he still has overplayed, you know, what I thought he would do. Uh, hit it, you know, just you just see that swing, and you're like, man, you know, he's going to play somewhere for the Giants. You know, he plays center field, and and he's going to hit. I think he's been mostly hitting leadoff. You know, maybe if he's on the Dodgers, he's he, he you know he's maybe a fourth or fifth outfielder. But yeah. still, just you can swing the bat like that, and you have the name Yastrzemski 
you're gonna you're gonna be in the big leagues. Like, well, come on, he's got 46 plate appearances, and he's got a 500 on base percentage. I mean, just let that little bit sink in. 11 walks in 46 plate appearances, and, and you know that's the one thing that this team, if if you can say what their strength is, at least offensively, it is their ability to not swing at balls. Like, like, uh, Yastrzemski belt, you know, they're both walking, uh, they're both getting on base and, you know, it's just good to see that because, you know, I, 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 you watch Hunter Pence today and you're like, okay, well, you know, if you use Hunter Pence as the example that that's not really a great example, but you know, they do have guys who can stretch these, uh, these counts and make the pitchers throw. And and like you said, the Yastrzemski's getting on base. I think I saw the, there was a stat that said, you know, in the first nine games of the season or something, he had the third best on base percentage for anybody. Number two was bonds. And the number one person surprised me. I don't know if you saw this. I did. No, I didn't. Ken Henderson from like the late seventies, I believe. Wow. That's a name (laughs) from the past. All right. So, Biggest surprise, you know, obviously Longoria has been great since he's come back from the DL. I don't think that's that big of a surprise, but, you know, he, he, I think most Giants fans would say that he had been a slight disappointment for, for most of his Giants tenure, but he looks great right now. He had another bomb today that was, uh, was a big league home run. And uh, so though all those guys have, have been great. What about disappointments? Have you, have you thought about guys who you thought might play a little bit better than they have so far? Well, I think the obvious is Hunter Pence. I mean, <clears throat> fan favorite, came back to the Giants this year, um, put together, a, you know, when he was on the field last year before he got injured, put together a new swing in winter ball, a veteran playing winter ball yeah. for the uh, Texas Rangers season last year, um, you know, put together this really nice season and then comes back to us. And so far he's one for 26, got his first hit of the season today, a nice triple out in triples alley. Uh, but I think, you know, again, we know he's a free swinger. He's got eight strikeouts and 26 at bats. Um, I, I think that has to be so far the biggest disappointment. Samarja, were we expecting a whole lot out of him? I don't know. He had a pretty good Uh, season last year, but yeah, yeah. like, you know, even though he had a good season last year, I feel the same as you, which is, I don't know. You know, I don't know about that. He gives up, uh, he gives up a lot of home runs. Like he, he gave up another one today. And it sounds like we're just picking the veterans from the club, but that's what we have to go on. We don't, we don't know much about these other guys. We don't know much of their track record. We know, you know, Drew Smiley has been around for 11 years, so we know that. Um, But these other guys like, uh, you know, I'm just looking at the pitching staff, Berger, Gott, Menez, um, Logan Webb, Youngster. A lot of these guys, we don't know their expectations. Yeah. We don't have a track record on them, so we can't really say, well, you know, I expected this out of so-and-so. Um, I, you know, I would say they're, they're going to have to get something out of this DH position. Pablo and Pence as the DHs have been abominable this so far. Yeah. Like, they, they just... Are um I th- I, th- I forgot what the, the there were before today they were hitting like oh ninety seven in the DH slot or something like that and look this is like a a slot uh, a place where 
you know, some of your better hitters actually in the, in the American League yeah. sit. And, and for us to, you know, might as well have the pitchers hit if you're going to hit 070, yeah. you know, 097 or whatever. Well, Darren Ruff and Austin Slater, they are salivating for more at bats. So, I mean, you know, again. Austin Slater's another guy who's just getting yeah. on base. Yeah. All right. So, um, like you said, Samarja went five today. Uh, the first pitcher to go past the fifth inning. He struggled early on. Uh, Drew Smiley, who had a good outing yesterday, goes on the DL with a finger injury. And I don't know. I, I Smiley might be their best. I know Cueto's their, their ace, but Smiley has been maybe their best guy so far starting. What have, what have you thought about just overall... You know, and, and it's hard to, to say, OK, you know, when these guys go three or four innings, you know, how, how good of a starter they are. But Smiley's his fat, his his his, uh, his, um, his speed on his fastballs up uh, and, you know, he looked good. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I feel like maybe I'm most comfortable with Smiley as uh, as their starter. You know, I like him. I, I love Logan Webb. <clears throat> you know, I, I it's that thing with young pitching, I guess, is from playing so many years of fantasy baseball and out-of-the-park baseball. <laughs> you, you see that young prospect, and he's, you know, firing in there. He's, he's only thrown seven and two-thirds innings. Um, he's given up one home run. Uh, given up ten hits in seven and two-thirds, which is a lot. Um, but... I, I really think this guy could develop into something huge down the line. All right. So uh, five and five and the rest of the uh, schedule, as I pull it up here for the Giants, um, you know, like you said, we're like it, it, it's amazing that we are one sixth through this season, already 10 games in. We got 50 games left, the 50 game sprint. And this week, the Giants uh, will will finish. Uh, so they, they play the Rockies. They go into Colorado for four games, and we know how, the, how they play in Colorado normally. <laughs> yeah. But then they get to go right back to the Dodgers, which seems a little bit unfair. It, it is a bit unfair, but you know what? Here's something Giants fans don't hear very often. We are number seven in the league in scoring runs right now. Well, so so I'm not worried about anybody the rest of the year. Is that how that works? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and massive the, optimism. So the Rockies are six and two, uh, Dodgers seven and three Padres are six and four. So the NOS is actually doing very well. I think I saw, I saw a, a stat that, the NL West is like 10 and two against the AL West or something. And the AL West is a great division with the A's and the Astros. So yeah. So, so the giants play uh, Rockies and then Dodgers four against the Rockies three in LA. And it's you know, like I said, it's almost unfair because I feel like we were just in LA, but uh, that's the way yeah. the schedule works. And so then, <laughs> right. and then seven in LA and three in San Francisco of our 10 games. And then the next, and the next three games are against the Astros. So the Giants, if they come back after in our next show, and and they're still at five hundred baseball, I I would consider that an absolute win. So, I you know what for this season, as weird as it is, and as weird as it's going to be, I, I will take that. All right, so I teased this a little bit, but let's kind of talk about our feelings on how baseball finishes this season. So. As we know, I think we've mentioned this last week, the Marlins, 
they're having lots and lots of trouble with uh, the COVID-19. They have a bunch of positives, like half of their active team, I think, yeah. tested positive, which is on, you know, so sad. You know, we, we sort of scoff at it as like, oh, you know, they're going to ruin the season. But it's, I mean, legitimately, like there are issues with, with folks getting this disease. Uh, Red Sox pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez, he, he, they're not, I think he's done for the year because of a heart issue, what they believe being related to him testing wow. positive. So yeah, it's, it's definitely serious stuff. Um, but you know what? The other thing you got to remember too, uh, these guys have leadership, right? They have rules, they have whatever, but they're young. They're, they're young guys. They're playing a game. They're making a lot of money. Um, they're going to make their decisions. They're going to do what they're going to do. Unfortunately, um, you know, I just, I just want them all to stay healthy. I just like everybody stay healthy, do what you're supposed to do. I mean, Florida, the state is, uh, is a big problem area for this. So, I mean, I, I'm not super surprised, but you know, just, it sounds like that Miami as a team was just not being very responsible. They were not doing a lot of the protocols that Major League Baseball created, and that's the situation there. And and because of that, it sounds like the Cardinals uh, may may have some some folks testing positive as well, uh, based on you know what's been going on. And you, you already mentioned the Cespedes thing, so you know I think most people are like, well. You know they have sixty man rosters for a reason, you know, or or that yeah. or a, a, not a roster, but a pool that that they pulled guys from. But the flip side of this is a really a humanistic standpoint, which is, you know, how many more Eduardo Rodriguez's are we going to see have real life health issues because of this, and still then go well, you know, we so we can still dig deeper into the roster. Like there's a human aspect of this to where you know Manafred and his "I'm not a quitter" speech and and stuff. You know, like like there there's a real life aspect to this. How many people get sick before they just decide it's not worth it? No, I, and I think that's going to be the biggest question. I you know I've told my wife. I said I'm I'm I kind of feel like it's summer again now a little bit. You know, oh yeah, things things have been different obviously this summer, and and with baseball back and sports starting to come back, I kind of feel like it's summer again. But but to what cost? I mean, that's that's the big thing. Do I? feel a little bit guilty for enjoying myself and, and watching baseball again, knowing that these guys are out there putting themselves at risk. Yeah, I, I, I certainly do. Um, but again, they're big boys. They make their decisions, like we said, and they can, you know, go out and, and take care of themselves just like I can. Yeah, I really wonder if some of the players, you know, like a Buster Posey, right? Buster Posey opted out for his, for the safety of his family. I know Trout's on paternity leave, I believe, but who is the who? Who are guys in Major League Baseball in, in the Players Association who carry a little bit of of uh, clout? And I do wonder if you know if more people get sick and they they just go like, you know what, I, I got to pull out, and and by pulling out, it's kind of a big story. I think it's going to have to take some of the more famous ball players, the the ones who you know kind of you know. Aaron Judge or, or or somebody like that to go. You know what? This is not worth it. Like we can't continue to do this. And I think if uh, if you get some of the bigger, more famous ball players with a little bit of clout to do that, I think I think it would force the hand uh, of Manafred. But it sounds like just by his quote. Now I didn't hear him say this. It's, I've just seen the quote about I'm not a quitter, and it's kind of up to the players to be a little bit more responsible. 
But it just sounds like it, he is desperate to get this season done. And, I, you know, it's all about the TV money, right? Like, I don't, I don't know when the TV money becomes 100%, um, you know, where, where, where the, the whole season gets paid for. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think, I think it, there's going to be a, a kind of a, a headbutting here of where the Players Association is like, look, like this is, you know, we have too many people getting sick. And Major League Baseball is like, yeah, but we have to play in order to get this, this TV money for the season. Yeah, and I think that's going to be part of the problem. Money speaks. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, but yeah, again, you've got the weird season where you're looking at, you know, Atlanta's playing, Washington's playing, Philly's playing. Uh, well, Philly's not playing, should I say? In that division, you got Atlanta. Washington's kind of on a hold right now. The Mets are playing. So the Atlanta Braves, with their win today, finally with ten games and Miami with only three finally overtook first place because of the win percentage. Right. So you're gonna get all that kind of weird stuff happening towards the end of the season. I mean we've already we've got double headers now that are being played as seven innings apiece. I mean you feel like a you know semi pro ball when I (laughs) used to play back in the day when we played two double headers on a Sunday and there were seven innings each because (laughs) <laughs> they want to get people out of there. We didn't have enough players. Yeah. Um, so I think, unfortunately, it's just going to be weird. The integrity of the season. I mean, is it when it's all said and done, whoever's the World Series champion? Do we do? We, do I, obviously, we don't put an asterisk next to it because they didn't cheat to get there. But do we all look at it and say, well, yeah, but that was 2020. So a little bit different. Now, the Giants win it. We tack, tack another one up on the board, right? Even year, baby. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, so yeah, like I I hope that they can figure this thing out. But it just looks like it, like if you were to ask me today, do they finish the season? I would say it's like more than fifty percent no. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I I mean, I'm hoping, but I don't. I also. Like you said, you kind of feel guilty when you're, you know, this is entertainment for us and we're, we're hardcore baseball fans, but, you know, people are, people are also risking uh, illness in order to do this. So, well, and if it's putting more stress on our system, is that what we need right now? More stress on our, on our healthcare system, more stress on our healthcare workers, um, you know, because if it comes down to that, no, I mean, do we want it? Probably not. I, I think it should be shut down at that point. But, um, you know, if they're able to contain outbreaks within the team and put the team aside, isolate them, take care of it, and they don't spread from there. But then again, where are they getting this from? And then how long between the time they actually contract it to the time they test? How many people have they exposed in that time? So that, yeah, that being said, it's a slippery slope. Imagine if if the leadership in this country just said, look, everyone wear a mask. Everyone stay away from each other. Let's not drink, uh, you know, let's not take this stuff, these malaria pills. Uh, that That's for a different podcast. So that's now now you're getting podcast. into politics. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I hope, I, I just hope that people you know, take this seriously and that they can yeah. be responsible. And, and, you know, the, 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 these, the, this is different. You know, the NBA is doing a complete bubble thing where, you know, you cannot leave the bubble and, you know, and, and so as we're, we're trying to get everyone to test negative. And if we have nobody who has, you know, COVID, then 
everybody can sort of play and not worry about that. We're in this bubble. And, and MLB did it a little bit differently. So they, they're going to be more more positives for sure because you're letting you're, – you're giving players their freedom. And, you know, when, when the Giants uh, go on their road trip to Colorado and L.A., you know, I would hope – that the guys just hang out in their hotels and and play you know video games or whatever, but uh, you know it's it, there's also like nothing stopping them from eh, you know strapping on a mask and going for a walk or not strapping on a mask and going for a walk. So it's kind of up to yeah. them to do what they want to do. I think that's the hardest part. This is going to be their first <clears throat> real road trip. I mean, they were in L.A. for the first four games of the season. Uh, I'm sure they were a little more cautious. They're in L.A. They've been there many, many times. Same with Colorado. They've been there many times, so they're going to go there. Um, but, you know, they have their favorite restaurants they want to try to go to. Hey, curbside pickup. I'm sure all these guys <laughs> are doing curbside pickups. Yeah. So make sure you do that. You know, just these guys, just stay healthy. Just be smart. Do 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 your part. And be smart. Hey there, I just coined that. There you go. You got to put that on like a on a T-shirt <laughs> yeah, or something. Like a bumper sticker, man. <laughs> people even do. I don't pe- think people do bumper stickers anymore. I'm old. Yeah. Uh, until your kid gets on a roll, then you'll <laughs> yeah, be back in right. the bumper sticker game. <laughs> uh, all right. So th- that's uh, that wraps us up here. Um, you know, you want to follow Brad and I on uh, social media. Uh, like we said, the Thompson to Clark social media, but also we have a really fun Facebook group that is private. We're 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 also you know making sure the right people get in there. But if you are a Facebook fan, search in groups for Thompson to Clark. We're going to do a lot of fun stuff in that group. We already got a, a guy, uh, Brian Crawford. He posts the player of every game, player of the game for every single game. Yeah, he's he's amazing. I like that guy. Yeah, he gets all of this stuff up there super quick, super fast. Uh, we're too old, too many kids. <laughs> I mean, you got, uh, well, let's, uh, first let's have a toast. Have a yes. toast to Garrett. Garrett got married last night. Yes. It was pretty awesome. Little zoom ceremony. Thoroughly enjoyed it. That video you put together was very San Jose state radio, <laughs> television and film backed. <laughs> I, I loved every second of it. I thought that was super awesome. Uh, beautiful wife got, uh, uh, Five kids now. Oh, my God. It's like the Brady Bunch up in here. Uh, so, anyways, here's a toast to you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, Appreciate it. Yeah. And, you know, the reason we can do this podcast is because, you know, the wife had the adrenaline dump from the wedding yesterday. She had to take a nap. So, I'm like, all right, this is perfect time to record for Brad. Yeah. I, I told my wife, she said, she said, when are you going to do your, your next one? I said, Sunday. She goes, well, that's the day after the wedding. I, said, I, I told him that over text a couple of times just to remind him in case he forgot for some reason that he was getting married on Saturday. And she's like, really, you're going to do it. I said, I, it's up to him. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. She, she, she knows that, uh, this is, this is my passion and we kind of, you know, she's such a planner. So we're going on vacation starting tomorrow and like, like it's it's five thirty and like we don't have anything else to plan. Like we're done. We're done. Almost done packing. Like just kind of got to make sure that we uh, make sure the car's gassed up and we're ready to go. So she's she's great when it comes to that. You know, we're we're never hurried in in anything because she's such a great planner. That's excellent. All right. So uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll have the first round of our uh, out of the park San Francisco Giants all time uh, greatest team tournament. Very exciting. Very exciting. 
And Looking then, forward to this. And then uh, either next week or the week after, we'll kind of have some details on how you can get those two codes from uh, the Out of the Park folks who were so generous in donating those for our listeners. So, yeah. So uh, we will be back next week. Brad, thanks again. I'm glad that you're that you're fired up and you're into it. And uh, I can't think of anybody else to do this with, which uh, would make it for a better podcast. Well, I appreciate that. It makes it feel like old times, and I I really enjoy it. I could talk Giants. I could talk baseball all day long to the point where my wife says, go talk Giants and go talk baseball with somebody else. (laughs) All right. So for Brad and myself, we will see you next week. Peace out. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc